0: Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 151 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. Impart more wisdom in our hearts as we read your word today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in Luke chapter 20. Jesus tells us to pray and not turn coward, faint, lose heart, or give up. This is a powerful nugget of wisdom if we can really get a hold of it. He tells the parable of the woman who keeps asking the judge to help her. Her persistence is what won the judge over. Verses 7 and 8 say, And will not our just God defend and protect and avenge his elect, his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he defer them and delay help on their behalf? I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find persistence in faith on the earth? Let us pray for persistence, my friend. Persistence in prayer and persistence in our belief the Lord will answer our prayers. Yesterday we read about Jesus talking about the kingdom of God being in our hearts. Today in verse 17, he says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not accept and receive and welcome the kingdom of God like a little child, shall never in any way enter it at all. Let us believe like a child, wholeheartedly as a child without question, and we will receive the kingdom of God. A great example of belief is at the end of our chapter. We read about the blind man, a beggar sitting on the side of the road. Except this time he wasn't just sitting. He was shouting for Jesus to have pity on him. He was told to be quiet, but he wouldn't listen to the naysayers. He kept on shouting and Jesus called for him. In verse 41, he said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me receive my sight. Jesus told the man his faith in him healed him. Again, let us believe and receive. We can see this man had to tell Jesus what he wanted for him to do. Let us not be afraid to go to the Lord and ask for what we want or need. And now let's see what John sees in Revelation chapter 2. The first message is for the church at Ephesus, the Ephesians. They are encouraged by noting that they have done well at being diligent and patient in their walk, as well as identifying there were imposters and liars among them. I love how the people in the church are seen by Christ. He sees their goodness and their issues. The one charge brought against them was that they had lost their zeal of when they first were saved and loved God with their whole hearts. Verse 5 says, repent, change the inner man to meet God's will and do the works you previously did when you first knew the Lord. We may remember a time when we were more on fire for the Lord than we are today. Let us search our hearts, and if we find we have lost some of our zeal, ask God to rekindle our hearts and make them ablaze with the fire that was once there. Smyrna is the next church to be addressed. Again, we read that they are seen by Christ. They were seen to be in distress, poverty, and affliction. They were abused and slandered by some of the Jewish people. But Jesus also tells them they are rich. And he tells them to not be afraid of future suffering. They will be put in prison and possibly put to death. The message to them in verse 10 is, Be loyally faithful unto death, even if you must die for it, and I will give you the crown of life. Yes, there was much persecution happening to the people in this church. Let us pray that we are also able to withstand any persecution we are either undergoing today or will in the future. Pergamum is the next church addressed. They were again seen by Christ. They withstood persecution and even saw one of their fellow members killed because of his faith, yet they held strong. There were a few offenses brought to their attention. Some people were teaching things of Balaam, enticing the people to eat food that had been sacrificed to idols. If you remember, this was a stumbling block to the Israelites in the Old Testament. There were also people giving themselves up to sexual vice. And there were some who were corrupting the church with teaching of the Nicolaitans who were evil in the sight of the Lord. They may have held similar beliefs as those who followed Balaam. Let us make sure we are holding fast to the doctrine of Christ and following him instead of following beliefs of the world. The next church to be addressed is the church of Thyatira. They are seen as a church having love, faith, service, patient endurance, and great works. However, they were being influenced by a woman named Jezebel, who was leading them into sexual vices and eating food sacrificed to idols. They were warned that those who followed her would be severely dealt with and reminded that God searches the minds and hearts, and all would be given what was deserving to them. Let us pray that God keeps us seeking him and not the ways of the world, my friend. Let us pray for endurance and perseverance until the end. Well, let's see what's happening in 1 Kings chapter 15. When Rehoboam died, his son reigned for three years. He sinned as his father did. However, for David's sake, God gave him a son who would turn back the people of Jerusalem to himself. His name was Asa, and he ruled for 41 years. His heart was right, and he removed all the idols from them, including the one Solomon had set up. There was still a continual war between him and Israel. In his third year, a man named Basha killed Nadab, ruler of Israel. Basha killed everyone in Jeroboam's household, just as God said would happen. However, there was still a war between Asa and Basha. Even though God's word was carried out by Basha, he was evil and walked in the sinful ways Jeroboam did. In chapter 16, God sent a prophet to Basha, saying he would utterly sweep away Basha and his house, and will make your house like that of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. Well, the time came when Basha died, and his son Elah became ruler of the Israelites. He had a short reign that lasted just two years. God's will to destroy Basha's household was done through a man named Zimri, who was captain over half the chariots. One night when Elah was drunk, Zimri killed him. He also killed the whole household of Basha. Even though God's will was done through Zimri, Zimri's reign only lasted seven days. Another man named Omri was named king over the Israelites at the same time as Zimri. When Zimri saw he was overtaken, he burned the king's house with himself in it. Omri ruled for 12 years. His sins were even worse than Jeroboam's. His son Ahab reigned when he died, and his sins were even worse than his father's. He married Jezebel, who served Baal. He built an altar for Baal. All of this greatly angered the Lord. Each leader angered God more so than the other. Meanwhile, there was a man named Heel who built Jericho. One of his sons died as they built the foundation, and his youngest son died when they put up the gates. Much was sacrificed in the building of this city. Today we start the book of Proverbs. King Solomon is the one who is credited for most of the proverbs in this book. First Kings chapter 4 verse 32 states that he wrote 3,000 proverbs. This book contains about 900 of them, and is therefore considered to be a partial book of his work. There's much wisdom found here. Wisdom versus folly is found from the first chapter through part of the ninth chapter. Right versus wrong is found from chapter 10 through part of chapter 22. Words of the wise are found in part of chapter 22 through chapter 24. Hezekiah added chapters 25 through 29. Agur and Lemuel added chapters 30 and 31. We will, of course, start with chapter one. Verse 7 says, The reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is the beginning and choice part of knowledge, its starting point and its essence. But fools despise skillful and godly wisdom, instruction, and discipline. Notice how wisdom and folly are compared to one another here. Wisdom starts with reverence toward God. Then we see some practical advice about not allowing sinners to entice us to sin. In fact, those who lead the way to sin are actually ambushing their own lives. Wisdom takes on personification as she raises her voice in the streets and calls for people to take notice. However, very few do. Verse 33 says, but whoso hearkens to me, wisdom shall dwell securely and in confident trust and shall be quiet without fear or dread of evil. Let our hearts be soft so we can hear the gentle whispers that wisdom calls to us. Let us always be reverent towards the Lord because that is the beginning of wisdom. When we think we know better than our maker, we will fall to folly. Let us pray. O Lord, keep us seeking you. Keep us humble and grant us more wisdom as we read your word. Keep us from temptation and help us do your will instead of our own. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word.